Welcome beautiful people to the Don't Panic podcast. This is a podcast that takes you on a journey through the eyes of the creatives here in Scotland. Join me, Lucy, as I sit down with friends, family, creatives and industry professionals to discuss the complexities of being a creative person living right here in Scotland. From childhood to adulthood, career to personal passions and current events to mental health, We'll be diving deep into the ups and downs of being a Scottish creative with plenty of laughs and inspiration along the way. So sit back, relax, learn and relate as we explore all aspects of Scottish life, one conversation at a time. Exciting! Oh my goodness. Um, Right, okay. Okay. Hi Gillian. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I know you're a little bit nervous about chatting. Yeah, but I but think we'll be okay once we're in. Once we're in it. Yeah. yeah. And you'll be you'll be amazing. <laughs> and if you need to stop, we can stop. Okay, but, thank you. But um but yeah, welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me. Of course. I've this has been our third attempt to yeah. Yeah. our, our two brains together didn't really ma- merge very well uh, no we to book this all up. no Here we are. <laughs> but we finally managed yeah. it and i'm in your studio which is so fun i tried to give it a little tidy for you and i know it doesn't look good, oh no absolutely no need but yeah it's cute it's a cool space it's a great space yeah. i mean i could just sit and look at all this stuff for hours it's really inspiring for me that i feel lucky that i have it yeah, I used to work in my mum's studio, like in a studio in my mum's house, and now having this, it's mm. just a complete difference. So. Oh my god, yeah. How long have you been here for? Two, two and a half years, I think. Yeah. In April was two years, so nearly two and a half now. I, I just, I love like a studio that feels lived in. Oh yeah. Yeah, just like you can like, tell that you've like had hours and hours and hours yeah, in here, and that's great. To me that, oh, I want to come in and just deep clean that place. And I don't, don't you know? No. Like, I know exactly where. You know where everything, everything is. Yeah. I need and everything becomes useful at some point, whether it's not yeah. useful right now. It's organized. I'm working on something and then I'm like, oh, I need that bit of gold cord to make that. Absolutely. Work. Oh, no. You don't, yeah, you don't want to chuck out anything. I think that's pro- probably from my mum as well. She kept everything growing up, like mm-hmm. all these random pieces of nonsense. Oh, and they always same. came in handy for like Halloween and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to give you a wee introduction just to give a little bit about your background. Okay, so get ready to step into the glamorous and vibrant world of costume design with our next guest on the Don't Panic podcast, the fabulous Gillian McDonald, also known as Jilly Jean King. As a Glasgow-based, handmade-to-order costume designer, Gillian creates stunning custom looks for drag queens and performers, infusing each piece with creativity, colour and her own unique perspective. Join us as we dive into her incredible journey from studying at Galashiels University to designing for Lawrence Cheney, winner of RuPaul's Drag Race in UK2, and discover her inspiring vision for the future of her brand. Get ready to be dazzled by Gillian's talent and infectious <laughs> energy. Oh, <that's> <laughs> so thank you for coming. Well done, well done, well done. I've been a fan. Well, we met at Fiona's... Yes, at the Hendu. At our um, mutual friend Fiona's uh, Hendu, which was, what, a couple of years ago now? Uh, yeah, maybe long, two and a half years. Mm. And I, I remember, uh, we obviously didn't know each other, but... As soon as I met you, I was like, I feel like we'd get on. Yeah, it was so much fun. Lot, like that club was so good. I it was like, so go good. Experience that again. It was such a good weekend. Yeah, it's always strange when a lot of people assemble 
who don't really know each other yeah like yeah. everyone's kind of feeling a little bit awkward and Fiona I think was stressed we're trying to make sure that everyone I know is it's like it's all but good it was great. it's it was fine good. it was lovely uh, we start off by if you have a life mantra anything that you live by that gets so you I through the day I was like I don't know if this is necessarily a mantra but I have this thing mm-hmm. that I say to myself mm-hmm. to kind of kick my own arse yeah so I walk I'll be walking around and I'll say well no one else is gonna do it and I'll say it yes. to myself in my head and it started I think when I was living with Claire and it would just be the two of us and I would walk past something 17 times <laughs> and not pick it up and I'd say well no one else is gonna fucking do it like just pick it up yeah and do it and that's yeah. like having to kick myself into gear of doing that and I do it all the time I'm here because it's just me working by myself yeah there's some things that I I'm so excited to work on and then other stuff. I just uh, takes me a while to get up. Get to into energy. So yeah. I have to be like, well, no one else is going to do this. Like, yeah. you have to do it because it's just you. Just fucking do it. That's interesting That's because I have things that, you know, parts of my job that I do that I think, oh, I can't be bothered doing that. But I would have thought, well, it's just interesting to hear that it doesn't really matter what, um, like, what area you're in there's parts that nobody can be bothered doing because I would have thought it must be so fun doing all the things that you do but yeah you're gonna have moments and it takes me ages like yeah the worst thing for someone to say to me I think is oh there's no deadline I'm like great that's great and then it'll be four four months later and I've still not done it Mm. because it's not not that I'm not excited about it just that either there's something about it that I haven't figured out how to do yet that's some of the main things like right where I have to really think about how to make it or what I'm going to do or it's really niggling at me that I don't know how to get this thing to look pointy or to sit up here yeah. or to fold into this thing. So those things kind of take me a lot longer. Well, costume design as well. I mean, I know very little about like fashion design and, and stuff. That's not why I, I study textiles. But you're having to make really over the top, eccentric, big shapes and big, like, (laughs) I can't even imagine, let alone making a dress, a simple dress or a top. You're making really outrageous, amazing things. Not all of them have an understanding of how clothes are made. So they want these incredible things and I want to give it to them. I just don't necessarily know how to do that. So it takes me a while sometimes to figure out, like how to make these things stay and so that they stay for a long time and they yeah. don't just kind of get a lot of use like or like fall away yeah so that they last forever yeah because you're not going to have really like a pattern for like yeah. a big giant pointy shoulder or and something because <laughs> I can't really use again for anything cause yeah because like, like, they're so like custom like a, a kind of what does it look like a plant of some sort and the jaggy bits came like over the front mm-hmm. and then I had a big huge collar that came up the back wow it just had so many elements yeah that just made it so fiddly and tricky but it turned out to be a really amazing one like they all end up looking great it's just that I don't think people see the stress that happens sure the scenes of like me lying awake at night thinking yeah do people none. do people like come in and be like right uh, this is my vision and you're like uh, <laughs> okay yeah, know exactly what you want and yeah have, like a reference picture and they'll say I would like this part and this part and other times they just have like a vision mm. and that is where I have to like really work but yeah my brain it's really helpful weirdly when I'm sleeping like yeah. sometimes when I'm sleeping my brain will like figure it out for me like sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like oh my god that's how I do it so you like wake up brain, and you've got it yeah my brain is like 
gone into all these different ways for me and like figured it out. I and love that. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like the definition of sleep on it. Yeah. Yeah. I never go <laughs> Honestly, always <coughs> working at all times. Like yeah. last night, I sat down to watch Teen Mom. <laughs> yes. It's my favourite part of the week because it's just come back and I've been obsessed with it coming back. <laughs> and I picked up my phone to work on a reel and I was like, this is the best part of your week. Like, put your phone down. And then two minutes later, I picked it up and I started. And I was like, get away. Like, I just need time to be my own Shut person off. sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think it's really difficult, especially when you work for yourself. Mm-hmm. The other night in bed, posting pins on Pinterest at one in the morning. And I was like, go to sleep like this is ridiculous stop Stop it it. I just got this real need to do it though I was like no this I feel the creative energy hitting me now and then I was like go to bed if you were working for someone else there's no way you would work no at one in the morning you'd be like I'm like fuck you (laughs) don't finish it bye you just all no never how do you price for that like how do you you can't how do you You just can't this has taken up my brain for three months (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah that's 10 pounds like what oh it's a rip um but we'll we'll get more into that um it's uh there's so much stuff to i'd like to talk to you about but we're gonna take it right back we're gonna take it back to little baby jillian and what were you like as a child? Were you an artistic child? Was it something that you always felt that you had? Or was it something that came later? No, I definitely was always very, I was very bright, very adventurous with my clothes. I used to just wear all sorts and do my hair all sorts of random ways. Mm-hmm. But when I was in primary school, I, I was kind of good. I feel like you can thrive in primary school easily because not, not that it's not hard, it's just that it's not as intense as high school. Yeah. And in primary school, they really encourage crafting and creativity. And I loved it when they would do the egg making. Did you ever do that? Where you dress up an egg for Easter? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I loved uh-huh. that. Like that kind of thing and making an Easter bonnet and <laughs> Halloween costumes and everyone going to the party and someone getting picked at the winner. Like, I loved all of that. And Aww. I always put so much effort into it because it was the best part of the whole year. And I was good at drawing, but I was never, like, incredible. Esther was the one who was incredible. She was incredible at everything. But, um... Does she do something creative as well? No, she went and did astrophysics. Oh, wow. Yeah, she honestly... Clever too, then. (laughs) Good for her. I think that's why I kind of went into the creative industry, because she's really good at drawing Mm -hmm. and being, like, pragmatic. Mm. But doesn't have that, like, creative aspect, I think. Right. That was one place that I was able to be like, right, this is my thing that I can go into and I don't have to live like under her shadow because there was no way I could ever compete with her incredible, amazing brain. Um, But I loved it. I was so good at it. And we used to do drawing competitions (laughs) in the school and I would win those. And I I don't know if you ever did something like this, but you made like a miniature garden. No, no. Like my mum used to, my mum is the reason for me being like this. I think she'd take me into the garden and we'd get a mental tree and pick moss and that would make the grass and put like, a mirror in and that would make the, the little pond. Like, I love and shit like that. that. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you one that I made like not that long. <laughs> love um, it. But um, yeah, it was just a very, very creative environment, I think. That's so nice. And yeah. And you said Halloween was a big one for yes, you? Definitely. Yeah. Happened. <laughs> like going into all the all the Halloween parties and knowing that me and my mum had spent ages working on this costume. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it earlier though, and I don't think my mum really did that with my brother and my sister. I think that was just me, so it must have been because you wanted, because to, do I wanted to do it. Yeah, I always thought that it was my mum that was like doing it with us, but I think I must have 
being the one that's like driving it. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember a specific and annoying costume? I'm trying to think about them because there was so many, but I can't remember. I can remember what other people were wearing, but I can't yeah. remember what I'm wearing. What's that about? <laughs> I know, literally. I was going to ask in your upbringing how did it shape your interest in costume design but that kind of it feels that you were really interested in fashion clothing costumes like that side of it my mum and when we were younger I remember specifically it was the millennium which is what (laughs) (laughs) how how long ago was that 23 years yeah Yeah. wild eh? so she lay me down on the floor on like a bit of sparkly silver fabric and she cut round me and she made it into a dress and wow. I wore that to the party and then we went around like the street for a party and I just felt like the absolute shit in yeah, this dress that I my bet. had just made for me. And that will like stick in my mind forever, I think, because I just thought, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. And she'd gone to town and couldn't find a silver sparkly dress and just made, made it. it for me. Yeah. So did she teach you how to sew? She knew how to sew, but it was more work a sewing machine. Like she, mm. I never touched it which is so weird. Like, I never played with the sewing machine when I was younger. I, I wasn't, like, practising or anything when I was in high school. I did it in home ec, but it was only really to make a pillowcase, but I did take it so seriously. Like, <laughs> like, getting those lines straight. Yeah, I went in at lunchtime <laughs> and, like, embroidered all my pieces. Like, Aww. I was really dedicated to the yeah, pillowcase. Yeah, that's cute. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really start until I was in uni. Yeah. So, so, yeah, what was school like? Did you grow up in Glasgow? I grew up in Renfrew, so it's like 10 minutes outside. Um, and me and my brother and my sister all went to primary and high school there with like all of our peers. We all kind of went up together. All together, yeah. Um, my primary school life was good, like I was saying, but I really struggled in high school. Mm. I've got so overwhelming. And I figured out later on in life that I have ADHD, so not knowing about that when I was younger mm-hmm. and it not being picked up on really messed with me. Like I, I didn't do well in anything that wasn't French and art and graphics. Like I really thrived in those areas, like A's and B's, but everything else was like... Yeah, I can I can relate to that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's um, any anything like maths, science, yeah. English, I was like, can't do this. <laughs> my brain doesn't work yeah, like so this. I failed. I only got two of my hires and I failed three and I had to really, really work in sixth year. But it's just so hard. And I used to look at people and think, how are you doing this? Mm-hmm. How are you finding this so easy? And it wasn't because I wasn't trying. My brain just wasn't retaining anything. Mm. And I would go into the exam and I would just panic, 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 panic. And I think I came out in my maths exam and I've realised that there was a whole other part that I just not even noticed. Like right. my brain was just not helpful in any yeah. In an exam, it's not set up for neurodivergent people. Like the educational system is not set up. It's set up for people who are able to read a book. My sister read the entire <laughs> biology book and then went and sat her advanced higher biology exam and got an A. And like she hadn't done biology ever before, but she had managed to read that and retain it. And yes, like that, yeah. That kind of person, it really. It really encourages them, but yeah, for for our brains, yeah, really doesn't quite work. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned there that primary school, you were able to be quite free with your creativity, and that was really encouraged. I feel that in high school, a lot of your individuality can. Well, when I was at school, got squished because 
to remain safe and not getting like battered everybody had to like wear the same thing and like look the same way and have the same trainers and make sure you had all the cool stuff and if you didn't you were going to get slagged and made fun of and all these things so I I personally felt that my sense of creativity got pushed down a bit because I quickly needed to fit in otherwise I was going to be a target a target that's the word and I just wanted to remain completely anonymous I I I guess I've not really thought about it before but I guess I did just used to wear what everyone else was wearing just to kind of fit in and maybe got a bit more explorative when I was you get a bit older when I got a little bit older Mm. maybe in like summer and stuff but I was always very loud with my clothes. Like, mm-hmm. it's never dull. Mm-hmm. I would wear like, bright colours, bright fun things, but it's definitely grown a lot more as I've become an adult through uni and things. Yeah. So after high school, did you know you wanted to go to uni to do... Was it fashion and... It was fashion business. Fashion. Oh, was it? Yeah. Your undergrad? Oh, okay. 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 I did my master's was fashion textiles. Oh, I got it the wrong way around. I had in my notes the other way around. I did. I saw that. I read that earlier, and I was like, "Oh, we're fine." <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I read it off a article. I don't know. Maybe I just maybe flipped it around by mistake. Sorry. Uh, so right, okay. So you did an undergraduate fashion business. Fashion at business um, at Cali. And I'd applied to art school, but I don't think I had the right. I wasn't from a very good school. They mm-hmm. they had a thriving art department, but it was more towards like artistic drawing stuff it wasn't really for textile things or anything to do with fashion Mm -hmm. so I didn't have the right portfolio and I my family were very much like you go to uni that's what you do and I'd gotten into uni because I'd done this course in sixth year and it was international fashion branding where I went one day a week to Glasgow Cali Uni Mm -hmm. and I did this course I learned about fashion and it was just great like it was a nice introduction into it and I thought, oh, I wouldn't mind doing four years of that. But I had had it in my head that it was going to be a lot more about making clothes. And it wasn't really. It was mm. about all of the business side. Um, but that's been handy now. But at sure. Time, I was like, oh, well, this is not what I want. That's what I thought by the way around I had it. Because I was like, God, you're really switched on by doing like this <laughs> fashion no. textiles and doing the business. I was like, you got it sorted, nailed. No. That's why I went and I did that. Because I, I didn't get what I wanted from my undergrad, but I was mm. too deep in it mm-hmm. to leave. Which I heard, was it your brother and your sister that had the same experience? They did a course that they didn't want to do. Leo, yeah, Leo, yeah. yeah. And that's the same thing. You're just kind of in it. And you're like, okay, well, I think what I'm going to do. I was actually talking with my partner about this last night. Um, I think, it, oh no, I'm lying. I was talking <laughs> to my dad about it. <laughs> but just how, uh, I think it's crazy that we have to go to uni straight after school. No, Nobody has a clue what they want to do or what even exists and what's out there. I'm like, it should be like 25, you go to uni or something. But you don't benefit society until you graduate and start paying taxes well that's why that's, that's why yes yeah. yeah they don't, they don't want systemic. you to figure out who you are they don't want you to be creative they don't want you to they want you to make they a mistake want you to be in the system and then they have debt the <laughs> yeah. yeah that sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it but does i, I kind of knew when i was in high school i knew that i wanted to go into fashion i just yeah interested in it i remember actually looking it up on planet plus did you ever go on that Oh, he was like, no. here are all the careers that you could have. And no. What, what the period <laughs> of year and money. 
the likes of right. you earning money and stuff and I looked up and it was like the average wage is 18 grand and I was like oh that's shit you're like amazing so, <laughs> that's that so, sounds about right so for a while I like wanted to be an architect and I think now I would have been a good one yeah pattern pattern and architecture like same kind of thing you're mapping out clothes you're mapping out houses right okay but, um, yeah in my head it's the same it's no no I just haven't ever thought about it but yeah no um, you're you're right so I think like graphic skills come into play a lot when I'm doing the patterns anyway that's another story yeah um, but, so I thought okay I would like money so I'm gonna go and do that and then I was like oh no like go and do something you're happy with and anyway and I did it and yeah it wasn't great but I think it's better now I go back and I I listened into the force years during mm-hmm. my presentations which was really nice like a that's cool thing yeah and i listened to them talk about their projects and they're very encouraging about you being you now when i was there i had to do a four-year project with a bridal company oh god that is what i had to do and i was like this is my grad collection i don't want to go into bridal like but i have no choice so for your your for my grad like final thing, collection you had to do yeah, bridal i had to do bridal and it really, that's mental it, it was such a shame but it's not like that anymore and they changed it like yeah glad about. yeah but i'd made something and i did it and i did bridal in a way that i would want to do bridal so it was really cool it was like pink leather this like pink leather bridal gown but um it was just a bit frustrating that i had no choice over what everyone was going to look at to employ me yeah, I've never heard that. It's always like you get to do what you want because that's what you want to like show to the world. Because yeah. they, 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 they try and what the course was basically was to prepare you for life in the industry. So they were trying to that's a push get rid of like give you a gala as well. They're like, this is what you need to do. Like, here's a project. But yeah, I'd, I'd had it in my head the whole time that I wish I was a gala, I wish I was a gala. And then um, that's why I went back there to do my master's mm-hmm. as well. I was also finding it really hard to get a job. And then as soon as I had, like, the master's course was kind of not great, to be honest. Really? Not, I wouldn't. I'd I wouldn't sometimes considered. People, I think the only uh, thing that's good for it is it gave me that, to put that on my CV. Mm. And that got me in, like, my first job. Okay. So it was, right. <laughs> I had to spend 14 grand oh, to get paid an 18 grand job. <laughs> Oh, oh god it all comes in full circle <laughs> yeah. have you ever been asked to go and speak at your unis or college or anything uh, i was asked i sat on a panel with a couple of other people at cali they're mm-hmm. i'm more close in contact with them they're actually lovely yeah they're really really nice women and they're always like trying to figure out how to make the course better That's and they good. like the students to see that there are people doing things in the industry and i, I take on a couple of interns from them oh, doing brilliant. the same thing that I did when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I spoke to them at one point, but I can't remember when. Have you ever gone back to Gala? No. Have you done it all? No. Did I've been know? asked once, but I didn't do it. What's the, what's the other course, the one... So there's like textiles, fashion and weaving and all that, but there's another one that's more digitally... What's that called? Uh, Well, like in textiles? Yes. Not digital print. <laughs> no, it's more about like the PR side of it and graphic. fashion comms. Fashion comms, yeah. Yeah, fashion that, comms. I feel like they would benefit from hearing you talk. Oh, it. yeah, that's actually funny because that's the course that I've often thought if I was going to go back and do like a master's, that's what I would want to do. Yeah. It's sound and probably if I'd known about it, what I would have done originally, but I didn't. So it wasn't there when you went. No, it was. Time? I just didn't know what it was. I just had no understanding of it. Yeah, oh, totally. I didn't know what textiles was fully until I went to college. To so you went to college first? Yeah, I went to college and did art and design. Because I just thought 
oh, I just could paint. Like in my head, when I was a teenager, <laughs> in my head, I thought I was going to go to Edinburgh Art School and paint and be a painter, <laughs> yeah. even though I'm really not that good. <laughs> then I went to, I took a year out, then I went to college and did art and design. And then I remember the lecture showing us a fashion textile sketchbook oh. and like looking through it and being like, this is cool. This <laughs> yeah. is what I want to do. And then I did like a HND and then went to gala. I think that's the best way to do it. Go and explore a load of little, a load of things before and honestly mm. taking you out like to the young ones. Yeah. Like, oh my god, don't because you definitely you get we're lucky here that you get it paid for for four years. Yeah. So you only get those four. So make sure that's something that you really want to really do. Really want to do. For and sure. There is something out there for everyone. Like my wife's 36, 37. Gotcha. In the last three years, figured out what she wanted to do. Well, yeah. Like, like my mum often says to me, like, oh, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. And <laughs> yeah. she's in her 60s. So, <laughs> you know, I don't think you ever really... As long as you think that, like, your life is so long. So long. You could have four careers. And oh, yeah. So yeah. many different things. Because mm-hmm. I often think, like, my hands are only going to last so long. I think about I that as well. more. Oh my god, and yeah. A therapist and I'm like, we are going to be buggered at some point. We are going to be. Are, our hands are going to be yeah. little arthritic. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> don't know what I'm going to have to figure out something else then, but that's 20 years. That's probably. that's yeah. so funny. That's literally something I sit and think about as well. Because I'm like, I use my hands for obviously all stuff on my phone and yeah. like taking content and then uh, making things and painting and drawing. Anything oh. I do, like, I use my hands all the time and I've got arthritis so I'm like yeah um in my back is there any way for them to figure this on your back it's not in your hands it's not in my hands but I I'm hoping it doesn't like develop (laughs) as I get older into my hands (laughs) but um I know I I can't wait (laughs) can't wait to get old (laughs) because we're over 30. Maybe that's why we're having these thoughts. thoughts. Like, yeah. Do the young ones have these? Probably not. They're just uh, living free. Yeah. Young, wild and free. The young, wild and, and free. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> to ha- I'm like, I'm already an old lady. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, right. Okay. So, how was Gala Shields? You said you didn't enjoy the course so much. Did you live there? I did. I lived there and it was just when Claire and I first met each other. And I'd never... Had I lived away? Had I lived in China then? Unsure. Where did you and Claire meet? We met in, um, we met in Glasgow in right. a stereo in a bar. But we'd only just met and I was like, oh, should I? And I was like, nah, I'm not holding myself back. No. And then, so I went and I did it and it was mm-hmm. great. And I think that really like helped us solidify our relationship. We're like, oh, if we can nice. live like far away yeah. from each other and still be super happy, mm-hmm. then yeah. But it, the course was so weird because... We were there on a master's. Like, it was really strange. Like, we were the ones paying for it. Not that, they, not that the young ones weren't, but we were really investing all of our money into this. Yeah, because you're physically I, out paying for it, right? I wasn't allowed on, on a machine until summer, until all the undergrads had left. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't allowed to do anything. So it was all, like, theory-based. Like, mm-hmm. I had to do all these plans and figure everything out and map how I would do it and like do all of the deep work into the theory part of it of writing the dissertation and stuff and then for actually making anything I had to wait till summer which that was like a real downfall but it's the course is only a year right so I thought it was and then um I thought it was just the same time as like September to yeah. July but it's not it goes through to August 
Oh, so it's a full year. Yeah, it's a full year. Right, okay, year. okay. I didn't know this when I had signed up to it either. Right. Like, it really wasn't. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Gally, you've left, let us down. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, it's a shame to hear, because I always thought of maybe going to do a master's back at Gala. I don't, like, I was like, oh, it's a, it's there. But maybe it's not. Maybe I don't want to do it I, <laughs> They kind of leave you to do... Like I would say you're, what you're doing right now is your like master's project. Like they just encourage you to find out who you want to be your next step in life. They t- teach you about, I got taught about materials and things and got to sit in on the lectures of the undergrad. So a lot of the stuff you would probably have already done. Mm. There was one person that had come just from an undergrad that was there from gala, but the rest of them were really like international students. They let mm-hmm. a, lot pe- a lot of people down. Honestly, there was people that had come over from America to learn how to weave. And they were like, well, you can't do that. But like, they moved <laughs> country to learn how to knit and weave and they all had to really like fight for themselves. They really just could not be arsed with any of us, which is honestly... That's like, mad, that's yeah. Like, just, like, it's kind of like we were a nuisance, like the master students. Really? Were, I'm so surprised. I honestly thought you guys would be like top priority. No, like, Because as a, just a, doing a regular degree there, um, didn't feel like that at all I thought it was really quite they, good that I think they really really nurtured like the undergrads mm. and I'd heard so many amazing things but like I say it, I wouldn't have gotten the job that I'd gotten Wilson sure had I not had that yeah so it and I grew a lot as a and yeah. I ended up making a collection that was mine and that I'd designed and stuff and, mm-hmm. and I did the full like 30,000 word dissertation and I met a lot of cool people yeah yeah and is that how you met Fiona no oh I met Fiona at the company that I went to work for, kind of, because I got that job. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Don't because worry. I, got masters, I then got this job in the Wilson and Ports, mm-hmm. which worked with Sports Direct, and that is how I met Fiona. Oh, right. Yeah. I, yeah, right. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So we started about two weeks apart from each other. Excuse me. And me being like the weirdo that I was, I just would go and sit by myself and lunch, and then she just... You know, was like, I'm coming with you. <laughs> That's with nice. So we've been pals ever since. Yeah. Oh, love her. Love her. I know. I'm trying to. I, my aim is to get her on here I too. I was trying to do it as well. I was saying to her, you need to, you need to go and do it. Like, I know. She's. She says she's nervous about doing stuff like that. But I'm like, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I'm like, we can get drunk if you want, <laughs> and then I'll make you tell us all your secrets. <laughs> um. No, that's so interesting. So, so after um, after you've done the master, did you get to do like a, a fashion show? Like no, a, we, no? we actually didn't even have to make a collection. All they wanted you to do was show that you were innovative in some way that was going to progress the world of fashion or textiles. And then the only thing I'd gone was so that I could get a collection because I never had that from my undergrad. I just did that, but as like off my own back, mm-hmm. so that I had it coming out of it. Um, but we didn't do a fashion show or anything. We did a, a little exhibition. So I had a reel where people could come and look at my stuff. But after it, I went and I did a big photo shoot and everything. And I tried nice. to put stuff out there by myself. It also, again, wasn't what I wanted. But maybe I'm not doing the right research. Maybe it's my fault. No, I mean, I feel like it's quite easy to get sold something. Yeah. Especially when you're young and you totally. d- don't really know what's going on. And, and you have rose-tinted glasses. Yeah, absolutely. And they're also, they are going to sell you in a certain type of way. And then when you get there, that's different. That's not your fault. Do you, know what I mean? you just start like, now, fuck, I've got to be here for the next <laughs> year yeah. and deal with it. But Gala's kind of cool. Like, I love going and wandering around and 
Well, the place. Yeah, <laughs> You're the only person I've ever said, Gal, let's go. <laughs> Love like that. Country, so no, it is. Like, it was stunning. Yeah, it was I nice. Wish been, I wish I, I wish I could drive because I think that would have opened up Helped. a lot more. Fun. Were you coming back on the weekends to see Claire and stuff? Yes, and yeah. she would drive down a lot as well to see me. Um, so it's like a good couple of hours, right? I think sometimes you get down there quicker than that. Uh, if she just drove after work, and when the roads were clear. Yeah, but yeah. It wasn't. It's not that far. I think in perspective, like people in America drive three hours to get to school. Suppose like sometimes we just think of that as being far because we live in Scotland and we're used to everything being. Yeah, that's that's that. true actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I can't drive, so I have like no concept of driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing! How's it going? It's going not bad. I I was a terrible driver before, and then that was like when I was going through a really bad time. And now I'm on my ADHD meds, so I'm like, okay, you can drive. Yeah, you so can do I this. So I've test and I've been Amazing. four lessons. So. Congratulations. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. I haven't oh. crashed yet. I'm actually doing not too bad. That's brilliant. Shout out to Karen, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Out. I know, I think I've been saying for the past three years that I'm going to learn how to drive and then something always happens that I'm like, oh, well... I'm fucked financially. There's definitely no way I can learn how to drive this year. So I'm hoping next year. No. Yeah, when I was learning, I had 20 lessons and they were £18 each. I was about to say, I honestly thought it was 20 quid a lesson because that's I, I had like five lessons when I was like 18 and then that was it. And once again, literally the other day I was thinking about it and I was like, I need to learn how to drive. It's only 20 quid a week. It's not that bad. It's 60 quid. <laughs> That's for 90 minutes. It's though, never so going to happen. Like <laughs> um, yeah. That's wild. Fucking hell. I can't believe it. I it's too it. much. It's too much. Why is everything so I much? Just be, the lengths I had to go to to get this woman to teach me. Really? Like, Were you in a big waiting line? Everyone I phoned was like, no. Busy. Fully booked. Fully booked. Yeah. Fully booked for six months. Fully booked. Fully booked. And now I have to get... I have to get on a train to go to a different town to get lessons. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Drop me back on the train and then I come to work. Because I, I just couldn't get anyone. Jesus. I yeah, I heard that from after COVID, yeah. the waiting list for getting a driver. Like, are they? I don't know. I just guess I feel like all the, the young people turning 18 and wanting to learn how to drive straight away, so whereas I'm like, like... Two or three years of 18-year-olds. Exactly. Because okay, And then in my head, I was like, well, I'll wait, because I'm like, I'm in my 30s, <laughs> and I'm clearly, it's not top of my priority list. Yeah. Let's give it to the 18-year-old to, like... I think it must be something to do with creative brains. Like, we just don't have that need. I don't, yeah, so I don't many know. people I know who are super creative don't know how to drive it could be that um I, well me personally edinburgh's really good for buses uh, uh, the transport's really yeah, good in edinburgh that. yeah glasgow <laughs> i get like well you've, the subway's good in that underground yeah, you need to live next to the subway. right okay yeah, yeah i guess so yeah no the buses are so good in edinburgh like i know when you said earlier we were getting the bus i was like yes yeah Whoever does that? yeah 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 i love it i like a bus i've lived on buses my whole life <laughs> Well, yeah, I just travel on bus. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably cut this out. It's a bit boring, but it's... <laughs> I'm like, we're talking about bus routes. I'm like, right, so there's a bus that's right outside my flat. And <laughs> no, like, honestly, the buses are so good. And it, like, that's what... My mum doesn't know how to drive, and that's the reason why. Because she's lived in Edinburgh her whole life, and she's like, I've never had to learn how to drive. Like, there's buses everywhere, and it's, like, two quid or whatever. 
used to be cheaper. But... I, I think what's really kicked me into gear is that I have to get two trains to come here, mm. which makes me like an hour. Mm-hmm. And Claire drives That's to a while. Stirling, and yeah. she gets to her work before I get here. That's when it's depressing. Yeah, yeah and for sure. And the amount of times I fuck up in here and I'm like, oh shit, I need, I need a zip. Like right now. Yeah. And I have to walk for half an hour and then like half an hour back. And that's just an hour that, that I can't be letting go. Yeah, know? that's so true. That's really true. You'll benefit a lot from it then. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I know. I should do it too. Well, well yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I wonder. What's like the average? Well, she was saying from now it would be like probably February test time, but I'm doing two a week. Right. So Okay. So you're hardcore. About a year. Yeah. Well, Claire and I are trying to have a kid and I want to be able to drive oh, so before that all happens. Yeah. That's so exciting. I want that. I just don't want to have to deal with that after. I want to be able to just go anywhere I need to. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think that is probably the thing that would give me an actual push to, to learn how to drive as if I was like having a yeah. child. And in my head, I'm like, if I sit my test and I'm even a little bit pregnant, that gives me some sort of bonus points with the person Mm-hmm. That's, that's true it's just some like sure. manipulation <laughs> like look at my look at my belly you have to you have to pass me okay and it's for the baby you can like cry and be like oh. <laughs> hormones <laughs> that's cute um okay so yeah after uni what was the next step for you you got your job um after doing your master's you got where did you say Wilson, you were at wilson's Wilson yeah uh-huh. there for a year and then I got made redundant on Shite. on this shit day that had already something else really horrific happened to me on that same day in my life. And then I went to work for a couple of other people who we just won't talk about. But mm. I also got let go from one of them on the exact same day the next year. Fuck. The exact same day. I was like, I'm just going to have to stay indoors. <laughs> <laughs> on this day? <laughs> just don't indoors. leave your house? On the 28th of January, bad time. Wow. Yeah. That's... But that was for the best because they were just horrible, horrible companies, horrible people. Yeah. Um, and that was just before COVID. So right. Just in case I see it. Um. No, I was just gonna ask you. Like, so yeah, when did you start doing your freelance work? So I had, I interviewed for a couple of big, like fast fashion brands, mm-hmm. and I was just not good at that part of it like the interview process is just so stressful to me yeah like and they so go through it they yeah like I need you to do all of these things and design all of these different collections and then do another one and then have four four different interviews so it was to be like a fashion designer position yes, yes to be a fashion designer one of them was for Boogie and one of them was for Misguided and I got to the top two in Misguided uh-huh. and um, I just I totally buggered it I just she asked me about something I was just like uh, like totally mute Mm-hmm. Like, damn it god like I just it's not not good for me but it was a blessing a total blessing sure if I hadn't if they hadn't said no then I would have moved to Manchester got that job and I would have to work in these in this environment that had not done me any benefit for the past two years yeah yeah um, so after that happened I had a chat with Claire and I was like I think I've been climbing the wrong trees like I think right. I've been spending my whole life putting all this effort into the wrong thing and I need to do what I actually want to do and it was during COVID so there was no job so it was probably the best time to start a business mm-hmm. so I registered Jilly Dean King in the October of 2020 and then I didn't get this studio until the April of the next year but I was really really lucky when I started this that 
and Claire and I were on universal credit because we both didn't have any job mm-hmm. and um, we lived in a housing association flat so the, we got a lot of help from the government and a lot of money from Business Gateway and people People's Plus or something, Business Plus mm-hmm. and um, the Prince's Trust like they gave me two grand honestly amazing I, I wouldn't have anything in there if it wasn't from see, the money that they gave me yeah that's incredible I mean see the actual process of applying for funding mm-hmm. um do you find that quite straightforward or is that something that you really have to because I've never done it purely because the whole thing really stuff I don't know how to explain it I get really overwhelmed by stuff like that yeah. It's a lot. They don't make it easy for you. No. They're like gatekeeping all this money that mm-hmm. they have loads of. They've got so much money and their main role is to help small businesses. And I, as soon as I had that mindset, I was like, these are the people with all of the money. I just need to make them give it to me. I know that what I'm doing is what I want to do and that they are the people that are supposed to help me. So I just, I harass them, honestly, loads. I That's a good all of them. Good way of doing and it. was like, well, what, what can you give me for this? If I need to buy this bit of machinery, can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. Because I had nothing to lose. Like, I had no money. I was totally scunnered. And I knew that if I had these machines, that I could start making money. And I just didn't like, didn't take no for an answer, honestly. I guess that's the thing, because you can't really get started until yeah. you've got this equipment. Yeah. And it's expensive equipment. Yes. My dad bought me that one years ago, and it's my pride and joy. But the other ones, the overlocker and the cover stitch, and even like the iron and the... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, like everything just all of the things like all the different colors of threads yeah it's so it much it really helped set me up and mm-hmm. that's how I started yeah no it's a big like initial investment um it's not and something I, and you I, can I just was trying to explain to them that it will make the quality of the clothes I make better yeah. if you can help me get this machine then mm-hmm. I can make more money yeah, and I just was brutally honest with them because they don't know anything about anything really. They yeah, they just know as much as you tell them. So if you can convince them that you need you need this to progress in your career, then someone somewhere is going to help you. And do do you have to pay them back? No. So these no, were, I was so they're not grants or, very, or loans or whatever. They no, I was very very conscious about not taking out a single loan. Yeah, because I was already in a low place with money, so I was just very very aware of making sure I got grants and bursaries and mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I, I think it came at the right time because there was a lot of money being pushed into the yeah. creative industries at mm-hmm. that time of COVID because there had been nothing so far. So it all kind of happened well, I think, at the right time. I think we spoke about this the last time I seen you because I was saying that I'd went to Business Gateway and they were yeah. quite useless. But they were basically like there's no funding for what you were doing at all. And I was like, cool, bye, see you later. But there was a creative fund during lockdown. Yeah. And that's obviously what you got to benefit from, which is amazing. But I'm like, why would they not continue that? Yeah. Because clearly that it had use. Clearly, yeah, it I'm, a lot I'm sure it actually. did, yeah. But I guess they weren't able to make income at the same time. But it should, they shouldn't get to tell you whether your creative field is valid or not to get money. Well, like, exactly. That's horrible. Yeah, like, mad. But we don't value your work. Yeah, <laughs> or just that there wasn't anything specifically within a box that would yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Well, you need to get with that. I then. know, mm. I feel you. <laughs> so, good, good, do it ourselves. Yeah. But no, that's really interesting. It's good to I know about the... I'm very lucky. Yeah. Like, really, really lucky that I just 
relentless honestly that's yeah. my advice just be relentless with these people because again yeah. you're on a, you're on your laptop so totally you can be anybody yeah that's very true can put on like yeah, yeah put it on <laughs> fake it till you make it yeah <laughs> where do you get all your fabrics and stuff so this isn't a question written down no, i'm just no, intrigued <laughs> so most of it is online honestly okay um there's a few places that i use really religiously and that i'll always go to because i trust the quality mm-hmm. and i think that was something i struggled with at the start was ordering things and god they lie online they lie about what this is and then that sets me back a week i think i've ordered one thing and then they send it and it's not the right color or type of fabric or the quality is just do you feel like it just looks different on a screen is that what it is more so they like describe it as being like a luxury fabric or that'll have a two-way stretch and a four or four-way stretch and then Mm -hmm. it comes in i'm like this this is not what this is yeah (laughs) not what what i asked for yeah that's a struggle and that can set me back sometimes but that's just part of the sampling process but funky fabrics they are the ones they're the people that i go to most they Mm -hmm. do all of the kind of lycra files like all the printed lycra but they're quite expensive but they last you forever you can wash them and they don't lose any of their stretch so it started to make everything just as cheaply as possible because i wanted the cost to be down for the people that are buying it to be as low as possible but if you're investing hundreds of pounds into something you you're going to want to make sure that that lasts you forever yeah or for as long as possible being worn like every couple of weeks I had to make the decision to spend more on the fabrics, but I think you can tell the difference in mm. the ones that are now being made than the ones that were being made at the start. And I think it. I mean, that's works. just like growth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. totally. Just um, improving mm-hmm. on it as you as you go. I think it's amazing. Did you originally set out to be um, designing costumes for drag queens and performers, and think, or was it something different? in the beginning so I had a plan when I was writing my business plan I had a plan that I was going to make a few things made to measure over a month and then the rest of it I was going to make things and sell them but what I quickly realized was that I didn't have the time to be waiting around for anyone to buy anything I was like I need money yeah (laughs) so it grew from being like wanting to have a business and I guess it's the fantasy of wanting to be a designer and want to put yourself out there but Mm -hmm. I realized that what people want is things that they can be a part of like they can be a part of the creating process and that fits the body exactly perfectly and Mm -hmm. they can't get it anywhere else and so that very very quickly became the niche market that I went into yeah I'd had it in my head that I wanted to do it somewhat because Mm -hmm. I'd when I was on Universal Credit, I was I reached out to one of my friends. It was a drag queen that I'd known for a really long time. And I was like, I've got this time and I've got all these resources. Can I make you something? This really, really lavish couture piece that you couldn't afford necessarily. Not any shade to them, but just that I want to be able to put all of my time into making this like wow piece so that yeah. it will attract other people so that they can see what I can do, but it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to put anyone out. It's yeah. basically like my collection, but I did it for people yeah that's a great idea and that was like the best decision I ever made because they posted about that and then that introduced me to someone else Mm -hmm. and then the two of us our careers just went like together 
amazingly. That's brilliant. Yeah. It's crazy how these things happen, eh? No, that's so cool. And also, one thing that I think is quite interesting, how you obviously are having to design costumes that are going to be made to do a lot in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Kicking, splitting, jumping around, whatever it is that the the person does. Yeah. So I'm assuming you have to make adjustments for that so that people can move around in their yes. costumes quicker like how do you learn that normally we'll have the come in and i'll have a consultation and i'll ask them like are you a dancer what's your thing Mm -hmm. do you need this to be really really movable do you want bits to be to come off do you want it to be multifunctional yeah and they'll tell me but i do use stretch in a lot of the stuff because i just think that it makes up for a lot of those things that might happen and with the more expensive fabrics they're just a bit more durable they last a bit longer and yeah because you'll have to do like tearaways and all that kind of stuff that's been a, a learning curve yeah sure I've had to go through a lot of different ways so when I first started I was like I hate how velcro sounds and feels so I'm gonna use yeah magnets. yeah and then magnets were great because they were oh, so quick yeah but the casing was failing so they were just popping out of it so I then had to change and use a different kind of magnet but mm-hmm. then they were weirdly losing their magnetic Yield. <laughs> sewing that hand sewing them in with a needle. Oh wow! So okay. Non magnetic anymore. So then I've moved on. Is that because the needles yeah, metal? So. Wow, that's interesting. Um, so I've had to go through a few different ways because people are so secretive. Not secretive because I guess they don't have to tell anyone anything. But other people who do these kind of things, they're not sharing. And the, I don't but have gatekeeping. any made to measure drag outfits so I don't know how other people are doing it I had to yeah. like, figure a lot of stuff out yeah that's what I mean it's, it's a, lot. a lot going on in your head trying to figure it all out <laughs> but it's fun I really like that part of it so I'm a, I'm gonna assume maybe one of your biggest clients is Lawrence <laughs> Cheney yes. uh, how did that relationship come to play I, rem- I remember one night they followed me and I that was, I was like, oh my god! Like sitting. Oh, I would have had an like, absolute oh, fallen off a seat. And, and everyone, all my friends were like, you need to reach out to him. And I was like, no, I want to leave it. Mm-hmm. To, I want to leave it up to them. Like I don't want to be pushy. I want it to be like not to be an arse about it. But I was like, I want them to ask me. Yeah, yeah. So I waited and I waited and I waited, and then they did. They asked me, and that that was it. Like I think I cried. I think I like freaked out in bed after it. Cause I was like, I've never seen you like this. But it was so validating, like that. I can imagine. Like, I was like, oh my god, they must have some appreciation or like respect yeah. for my work if they want me to make something for them. That was huge. That was massive. How long were you waiting for before they messaged you? So, <laughs> was it like a day or, or no, like? It was, was it, it was a while. Oh, was it a while? I think. I think it might be months, honestly. Oh god, Maybe I would. Two months. Yeah. But like, I was always like, excited right at the first. But I, even the fact that they were looking at because I'd given someone one of my clients went to see them like I have known them from back in the day yeah a couple of times but we were never ever close or anything um but we just kind of knew each other on the scene mm-hmm. because they were close to someone who I was really close to so do you think when they followed you that it was like they were like oh that's Jillian do you think I it think, would have been that I think it, no I think looks were going around mm-hmm. so I think maybe they'd seen it and been like okay I don't know yeah it's weird to, you never know what someone else I guess you never are. know. Someone else, um, really, really huge, has popped into my DMs the other day. Oh! Yeah, um, I, I lost it at that too, so I'm not going to jinx it, and I'll tell you after. Fair. But um, uh, I'm so, so excited. Oh my God. Yeah, okay, I can't wait to hear. 
that's incredibly exciting. So I actually was looking when I was doing research for this, I was looking at Lawrence, the, I think it was just one of your most recent posts that you did with the silver dress. Mm-hmm. And I went on Lawrence's page and they'd used, they tagged you and then they tagged somebody that had made yeah. their fascinate or something. And every person that they tagged seemed quite a local designer and I was like that's really cool that's really really cool a lot with beeswax who does here I think they may be in Dundee they they're just they are absolutely killing it I'll send you their I think I I think I followed them as well I think I followed them all I think so cool yeah like they work with a lot of the younger queens but they also work with them as well yeah they're they're just smashing um but very exciting you went to Vegas and this is something that we have been holding off talking about (laughs) for this moment I was like no we're gonna need to talk about this yes let's do it yeah so uh, you went to Vegas you can explain what happened the situation so I'd made something for Lawrence in the January I think it was Mm -hmm. and then a couple months later they'd asked me to make a few things like they asked me to make three I think Mm-hmm. And that, like, a lot of them were multiple bits and I was like, absolutely. I didn't really know what it was for. And then they were talking about it and they dropped in that it was for Vegas. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, what are you doing? And then they told me that they were going over to be part of the RuPaul live show. The Work the World? So it's not Work the World. Oh, it wasn't? It's RuPaul's Drag Race Live. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I think the Work the World one they might be doing as well, actually. But it was for the RuPaul one. Mm-hmm. And I kind of floated it by Claire and I was like, oh, we but will we just go? She's like, no, we can't go, we can't go. And then we were like, oh, fuck it, come on. Like, yeah. when, is this, when is this ever maybe going to happen again? Like, yeah. this is, could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Like, Absolutely. Like, I've made is going to be on the Vegas Strip. So we did it. We just popped it on a credit card and really on a whim, last minute went. I think that's one of the perks of us both being self-employed is that we can just drop Mm-hmm. everything and we did it we only went for three days but it was a whirlwind it was amazing I was on just such a high I can um, imagine the whole time I was on such a high just running around like this is unbelievable why we're here to do yeah. this and I think maybe to a lot of people they wouldn't necessarily think that that was fun but to me this was like the be all and end all. oh no that sounds like everything the funnest I... thing in the whole entire world <laughs> <laughs> I'm like <laughs> you'd be into it if you want to but yeah. Like I think when I told people, they were like, why, why are you going? Like, why do you care? And I was like, no, this is huge. Like, one of the biggest parts. It's a weird reaction. <laughs> my, my work on stage. Is, Incredible. Yeah, it, was, it was so cool. Yeah. And they, I, we were really worried because they just broken, not broken, I think really, really badly hurt their ankle. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't work for the two weeks before we were going. So we mm. were panicking, thinking like, are they not going to be on are we going to have spent two and a half grand to go this way and then and they they came on but they were hosting and I think it worked out better actually because they were on stage I was going to ask what they were if they were doing comedy or hosting or so funny do you know what's so weird seeing a Scottish comedian being on stage and Americans like pissing themselves yeah the humor like they were just getting it it was unreal and they were thriving like they're I think that's their gig like they well obviously that's their gig that's what they do but you know what I mean like that's where they thrive so yeah much. yeah and just were hilarious and, and so natural and who else was in the show so eureka was in it mm-hmm. who followed me after oh uh, woke up one morning and like three oh, eureka fuck. who else elliot with little teas but oh um, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, else. but i was just so so excited because it's that's fun. insane like, it's that's so cool but, um kennedy davenport they were there 
And, oh wow oh, um, was she kicking and splitting yeah, they were going for it they were giving everything yeah they were really I'd love to see Kennedy yeah, live did she jump it. off the stage or that they did it more than anyone else did yeah like, no, they all just went up there and yeah. they just absolutely annihilated that stage yeah. yeah no she's like meant to be just an insane was, performer so good they were just all giving it it was amazing I'll totally never forget it I bet just walking in was it was it huge as well the, the whole setup? not really you know like it was kind of set up so that everyone was in all these little booths mm-hmm. and if you didn't know that it was behind this door then well I guess then you wouldn't know that it was behind the door but like <laughs> the door it's so unassuming which kind of made me think like what is going on behind all of these all these doors, doors. yeah totally like, what's going on because yeah. this big huge thing is happening behind this tiny little door but it was great it was unbelievable super cool so Vegas cool is great like, i didn't expect to love it so much well yeah i was gonna say what what were your thoughts on vegas loved it yeah so it was so quiet i kept thinking i wonder if there's something massive on that we just don't know about because i was expecting it to be mm. like new york city where everyone is like on the go they're so stressed out there's just people everywhere i guess it is quite different from yeah, that so, so yeah chill. yeah and everyone is just there on holidays like no one's trying mm-hmm. to get to work everyone is just really chill where were you staying we stayed in Excalibur, which is the castle one. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> so, so fun. It was so cool. Amazing. Oh, wow. Like it was just a big giant castle. It just feels like an adult's playground. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Because it's like big fantasy stream <laughs> shit going on that like... It's kind of like Disneyland, I would say. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like yeah. Disneyland without... Although there is the rights. The one at New York. Yeah, there is. a big roller coaster. Uh-huh. I think we've got unfinished business because we only went for the three days. Mm. But I would love to go back again. Yeah, same. It's a shame. Me and my friends, our plan was for our 30ths to go to Vegas. That was always our plan from like the age of 18. We were like, we're going to go to Vegas for all of our 30ths. Because there's like four of us that have uh, birthdays within like two weeks of each other. So we're like, right, we'll just go then and it can be for everybody. And and then COVID was my thirtieth, so <laughs> it was so true. So we we're like, right, fortieth, we're going to Vegas. We're all going to go to Vegas. Oh, but I mean, I have been. Uh, we spoke about this as well. Yeah. But uh, I went. F- I w- when I was traveling around America with my friend Holly, but we only went for two nights, I think. So yeah, it's like we tried to find the the club you were talking about, the one that was in the Eiffel Tower. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, who knows? Maybe I made it up. I had, that's what I thought it was. But well, maybe, it must have, maybe we were just asking the wrong people. Oh, I don't know. Sorry. Oh no. Um, well, we didn't. We didn't go. It was that they were closed. Oh, so you couldn't get there either. No, right. we didn't go because because um, somebody told us about it, and we were like, "Oh, that sounds class. We'll go after we'd like been. I don't know what we were doing. Honestly, we were like." little idiots running around the casinos like not gambling i didn't yeah, don't know how to gamble just like like we're in vegas don't know what to do like actual little idiots and uh, we were asking where should we should go and everyone's like oh there's this club and we're like great cool that sounds great and then we went to go and it was closed because everything closes at like two which is just not the the vibe that you think vegas should have no it's the same for you right so that's we- i didn't make that up <laughs> I'm like, I don't no, trust my like, brain. We went to, we, we got really ill on Saturday, like, because we drank the water because we're fucking idiots. Mm. <laughs> fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. So we were really ill, like, puking, shitting, like, could oh, not the worst. enjoy the day. But I was so glad that we hadn't booked to go to the show that night. Yeah. The night before. Anyway, so we were like, right, we have to go to a, a gay club. We have to find one. And 
we were like, okay, best one in Vegas, great, we'll go there. It was terrible. Oh, it really? Was terrible. There was like five people in it. There was no atmosphere. There were queens that were coming out, but it's totally different to how the queens and stuff perform here. Like they're pretty much on stage the whole night, but these they would do a show at twelve. They came out. They did their dance, mm-hmm. not their dance. They did their performance. performance yeah, and then they went away again. But also, huh. but it was it was weird actually seeing them giving money for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, like I, tipping. I, I, yeah, tipping. Yeah, I've yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah. And everyone was just going for it. it, it it's like, it's pure weird, eh? should be earning so much more money. Well, yeah, to- I totally agree with that. But it's also just like, I guess because we don't have, like, they've got like dollar notes. Yeah. Like, we don't have like pound notes like anymore. Or, yeah, chucking <laughs> like two pound coins at them. Like, obviously, like, it's funny though, because, yeah, it's like, you'd have to go and take out all these ones. Yeah. Or fives or ten, whatever it depends. But like yeah. the thought of it, just is like what? <laughs> oh, well, like, to, to know that you're going to do that. But then again, weird. cash isn't as big a thing here. I feel like because America's quite behind. Yeah. Well, do you not think America's quite behind? With I mean, I don't know if Vegas is maybe different, but I don't think America has like tap cards yet. No, they don't. You still have yeah. to sign for everything and take your card. Uh-huh. You're totally right. They're not like up to date. They don't have bank transfer. Yeah. Like you have to do it for Venmo, Venmo and like all that stuff. They totally are. What's that all about? I don't know. They maybe just don't trust the banks. Pro- probably. probably yeah. I mean, America's mental. Like Venmo, everything. I'm assu- they've been doing that for years. Before we had like PayPal or anything, they've been doing that for a really long time. Had they? Because we, it's not really, we don't have that, but we can just send do money, it. like bank transfer. Yeah, not with RBS. Oh, no? <laughs> the, the Fuck <laughs> RBS. <laughs> I'm Bank Scotland, baby. I mean, since I was like 14 years old. Okay. Nice. Like, we used to have to have this little hand. Oh my God, yeah, the thing. little stupid thing. And then it never worked and no one could ever get any money. It was so silly. Bizarre. Now. After COVID, they all like themselves into gear. I think. Yeah. Was the food good in Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. It was actually amazing. There's was so it? so much. Big portions. We we massive the portions. We got there, we walked to In-N-Out Burger. because I had Oh, <laughs> Oh in and out is so good. It was amazing. It was. Is that your first in and out? Dollars. Yeah, my first one. Oh. Because I hadn't even thought about the fact that it might be there. I just thought, oh, that's going to be in LA. Like, that's yeah, that, yeah, that's that place. Yeah. And as soon as we got there, we were delirious. But we walked, and someone had said, "Don't go off the strip." But obviously, the first thing we fucking did was go off the strip. Went yeah. And past all these homeless people, like, "Oh hey, how's it going?" Like, just <laughs> it's totally dodgy. Like, because oh, Vegas can be quite night. rag, no? Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a little bit scary. I didn't want to go, but Claire was like, "We'll be fine." Yeah. So we did, and we were fine. And you got you got it so good and we though. Got it. It's worth it. It was worth it. It was amazing. Yeah. Twelve dollars, like that's. I got Burger King here and it was like 30 quid. <laughs> That's a joke yeah. I know yeah the first time because I've got family in America and it was the first time I went to visit them in Arizona and they took us to In-N-Out and that was when I ate meat and I was like this is the best burger I've ever had yeah. and I still think about it now and the last time I went to America uh, I was vegetarian but I thought to myself you know what if I go and I want to have an In-N-Out it's a yeah. treat I'll yeah. do it but then I went and I just never it wasn't in you anymore. It just, yeah, I was just like, oh, you know, I'm just not that bothered. But I still do think about them. <laughs> yeah, it's so it, great, it's great burgers. So yeah, that quick trip, but you got a lot out of it. Yeah, everything was great. And you got to hang out with Florence as well? We a little went bit. out the next day. We yeah. visited some really, really shade places. I actually <laughs> felt quite bad. I was like, I'm sorry that you've come to hang out with us and we've done all of this terrible stuff. But um, we went to see the sharks at <laughs> that Mandalay Bay. That but doesn't we, sound shit. We were like trying to figure out, it, they were so murky and dirty that 
And then at one point we were like, I think they might not even be real. Like they might just be. So what? What is it exactly? So at Mandalay, there's like a little mini aquarium that you can go and walk okay. around. So we went and did that. And to regain from that being so bad, we went and did the Hunger Games exhibition, mm-hmm. which was really cool because you could see all the costumes and stuff. And at the end, you got to shoot arrows. But also, all the fun stuff, it seemed, was all of the free stuff. Like, these things cost us 50 quid each. Mm. And we had not a great time and more of the fun stuff that we had. Like, the Lady Gaga exhibition was free. And it was amazing. <gasps> and that we just, would and be we just class. came off that by accident. Like, yeah. all of our stuff is in there. I think our Grammy in there um, and oh. all of the costumes that was phenomenal that was the best one i would yeah that sounds amazing the fact that you you got to spend time with lawrence so and then yeah. build on that relationship and stuff yeah. and like you said that's it's only going to spitball and there, go off another direction there. before we move on to the next segment what's your goals what's your plan anything on the list that you're like this there, is the next thing there are some people that i really want to work with yeah. like I'd started branching out. I worked with a wrestler and I made them something, but I've had some that's very cool. real issues with like postage and stuff. And I haven't had it sent, but that's a whole thing. But I am um, also, do you know what's her name on TikTok? The like, girl from Air, super Scottish like comedian. Is her name, what's her name? What's her name, yeah. Oh, no. no I was um, like, what's her name? Uh, no, <laughs> that's, that's obviously name, the yeah. point. Holy <laughs> um, So she does cosplay. Uh-huh. Which is just so, because she's got like the funny side of her TikTok and then she does like random cosplay and it's mm-hmm. like the most hilarious cosplay you've ever seen. I, I love really, that. Really like to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, to get into that side of it. That's a good market to, to like, get into. To them and be like, listen, I'll do this for you. Um, because they are just popping off one way. Yeah. Up, you must, you'll have seen them. Maybe. Yeah, I'll look, it, I'll sure look it up after. There's like jokes that you'll probably have heard. Yeah. I've known that they're there. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, cos, cosplay mm-hmm. is massive. Yes. Like what I was talking to Leo about with like Comic Cons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you see if you got into that area so, as well. Uh, that would, yeah, that'd be insane. Like here I can only go, I am only capable of doing so much mm-hmm. within this world. And also I don't really work well with other people like I've tried to have people in here but my brain can work when there's someone else there like I need okay. to just go into my zone mm-hmm. and work and bash it out and not have any distractions like that's when I do my best work and I realize when I've had people in not that they weren't lovely but just that I it was taking me a lot longer to do things and having to worry about what they're doing and making sure everything and also it's my name that goes on these things so yeah I need to figure out what is for the business in the future I just haven't yet I don't know where where it would be I don't know well yeah <laughs> you're on the right tracks <laughs> Something. We'll just keep doing this for a while oh definitely yeah. no I think I it's so exciting I honestly I do have to say and I really hope you don't take this as like a, a bad thing <laughs> but I feel like you should be way bigger online than what you currently are I think you are doing amazing things and it's so niche and different and for Scotland as well like I, and, and the people that you're working with. I mean, I know like numbers, and that, that doesn't matter. So I've been thinking recently, the one thing that maybe I could pass off to someone else and have help with, because it is just me trying to do all of that. Mm-hmm. And I try and like take as much, as many videos and put as much work in as I can. Oh, well, that's a whole other yeah, job. So I was yeah. thinking like if anything, if I was to hire anyone, maybe it would be someone to help me with that mm. part of it. Like to do like the marketing side. Thing, the marketing side of it, mm-hmm. like to take over the social media but then I also I like control I don't know if I could right exactly and then would it read like my voice yeah the whole thing but I think that's where I could and then I could just focus on this part yeah but yeah I I agree I think 
that it's odd. But then is it odd? Or is it maybe just going... I think that happens. Do you know what I mean? I think it happens. You're doing all the right things. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) There's no fault in it. It's just, I don't know, exposure, Scotland, maybe not as much. I I keep trying to change um, what I am on there to see if it makes any difference. So Mm -hmm. I changed... Because for a while I wasn't getting to use like the right sounds. Like it was only making me use once I've been and so I changed. Oh, to, so it was like, business. An entrepreneur. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I've recently changed to be an artist to see yes. if that helps my yeah. engagement any. Like to see. Well, you'll have access to commercial music. Yes. So yeah. That's been like big because when I was making reels and I was like, I need to have the big songs for these. Like I can't. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what point me using all the other ones. So yeah, that's been. I've been trying to figure all that out. Oh, well, well if it, it changes so much, it's like a minefield. It like, does something change. something you spend like three days on and then you're like, oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, it does change all the time. If you have any questions to do stuff like that, you can yeah. just ask me. Thank you. Because it's, it's what I do. <laughs> but yeah, it is a minefield. It's such a minefield and it changes all the time. And so if you've got a TikTok and Instagram, you're supposed to make the mm-hmm. content on the app not yeah. off of it and then post on it or or use the tiktok video on the yeah. instagram like you can't do that you've got to build it in the no. app otherwise it doesn't that, push it so as hard. much like, but then yeah instagram making a reel in instagram is is really like uh, clunky and yeah it's hard so often i spend so long on it and i put it up and i'm like well i have to delete that because you're not putting sound on it yeah <laughs> oh yeah 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 what? when you you'll forget one thing and you're like and then fuck I, then i have to do it all over again like yeah you me on instagram or it won't like load everything properly oh. they need to sort that out that's so annoying. oh totally right so we're moving on to the next segment which is a uh, you're talking shape you're talking shy is a true or false game we're going to debunk some stereotypes and generalizations about your career <laughs> and so basically just tell me if it's shy or not shy okay. so costume designers for drag queens only focus on creating extravagant costumes that sounds about right no? so i mean yes and no i was thinking about this and some people do want things that are less extravagant but I will always say to them, like, don't get that from me. Like, get something that you can't buy online. I yeah. Don't really or not. Yeah, no, great um, point. I'm like, if they come to me and it's don't just Don't want to see no fucking hate. Black trousers and thingy, I'm like, no, like, don't, that's not what you need to get from me. Don't waste your money on that. Not that they'd be wasting their money, but I'm like, get something that's not readily available. Do, do you get people coming in being a bit more reserved? And then are you like, no, 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 let's do this, let's do that? Well, they come to me and it's something that they want that they could just buy. I will always recommend that they just buy it because they're, that's a lot of money for them to spend on me when they could just get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So most of the time people want the the wacky wonderful stuff mm-hmm. because they think it's more about the parameters of their bodies like the contours right. and the shapes and stuff and get yeah. things fit perfectly and and you can't get things that have reveals or like like that kind of thing you can't buy that and no so absolutely not or I do tend to encourage people to be to go wild with it because I'm like if this is you're going to come here and you're going to get something made you can be in control of all of it. So you get yeah. to pick like any aspect of it. Don't just pick something because like think of all of the details and everything that you might possibly want to be on the garment mm-hmm. because you can have anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's open to all, if you want the, the arm to come off, if you want the, there to be like a two part reveal part to the bottom, then I can do that. Like, yeah. All of these things and make it as fun as you can because it's worth it that way. Yeah, de- definitely. And do people come in with theme or is it? It's very varied. Some people yeah. like to be completely in the driving seat and I'm just like the, the vessel for that to become reality and people 
there is more of a creative freedom back and forth and I do really love those ones but I understand if someone's spending all that money then and they know what they want it to look like then fair dues like go for it yeah um but I guess they still need me to turn it into a reality so there is like we are still working together yeah but it's a collaboration other, with the other people they they'll kind of let me put in my ideas or recommend like fabrics and things and mm-hmm. I do like those ones a lot better yeah it's more fun for me that way yeah mm-hmm. yeah what's well, been like your favorite piece that you can that can think of it honestly changes i bet everyone, yeah everyone like the one i showed you earlier that, yeah like, no, it's my favorite but i'm sure i'll make one next week and i'll be like that's it this, <laughs> this, this is, is my new favorite this is my favorite but like stand out i love the the banana game just because oh that, that was that was like so really, cool we were like how the fuck is that gonna stay there yeah like how are wires we- so I'm it's guessing. A, I took a bit of bamboo at my garden. It's oh, bamboo. nice. And there is, I think, there is maybe wire. I can't remember. If I for the peel. For the peel. Yeah. I can't <laughs> We're like, for the peel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't but that, that is just like <clears throat> so silly. Yeah. And that's so cool though. That's, that's the best stuff. Memorable. Like they wore that to pass the crown on to Tiana who also won wearing something that I'd made and that will like stick into my mind. Like those two looks and mm. two of them being on stage and winning was just, will like be a man brain forever. Yeah. That was amazing. No, that does yeah. sound amazing. Really cool. Oh, come, so cool. I know, I really, I need to come. I yeah. absolutely do need to come. I love going to drag shows. I've just never done it in Edinburgh. I've, I've gone I to... I've been to many in Edinburgh, what not, apart from Blazers one and the girl band stuff. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been to like the, the young scene ones. Yeah. But yeah. I've heard it's class, like tracks. I think is the night that everyone goes to tracks. Tracks. Okay. Maybe See, I'm Cowgate? just not in with the. Yeah, it'll be in the Cowgate. It will be. I, like I can't even remember last time I was out in the Cowgate. Probably about seven years ago or something. I just saw the other day the way it was. It's yeah. Really cool. like, it's oh, really cool. Like, yeah, yeah. So there's so in Edinburgh there's George Street, which is like the posh street for okay. clubs, and then there's a Cowgate for the Rages and that's where we went <laughs> I was like fuck George Street like because um that was all the like where gl- all the glam gals oh, went yeah. and then Dr- Cow- Cowgate was like you go to get fucked up basically everyone's a little bit trashy a little bit dirty oh yeah 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 like falling about the street and that but some amazing times there <laughs> I don't know I have a pattern I can't remember okay the next question uh being a freelance costume designer means you have less stable and reliable income Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I all the time say if anything's gonna be the end of this business, it's gonna be the cash flow. Yeah. So they like trying to get paid is the worst part of it. Yeah. Having to chase and and I'm so so relaxed about it that I'm like I as long as you let me know when you can pay. Mm-hmm. Like if you pit, split it into months, that's fine. Like I tried to bring in Karna because I thought that would help me, but no one wants to do it. Oh really? Yeah, no one. I'm surprised. That's cool, and then no one, no one took it on. Oh, and maybe I'm just not advertising. Just nobody wanted to do it, but they'll like split it into their months, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, just having to chase it all the time, and it's it's just hard. It's really hard. Like it's such a shitty part of of it, because like you shouldn't ever have to chase after money that you're owed. Like I don't know, and I don't know if I give off the impression that I'm absolutely loaded. But trying to explain to someone, if you don't pay me, I can't pay for my house. Mm-hmm. I can't pay for my studio. I... Do you take a deposit? I do. Yeah. I make sure that I Good. always have a deposit covered. And I try and put in a strict rule that you can't take anything away. 
until you've paid for it, but it just doesn't ever work like that. <laughs> and I'm just, and I don't have, I, I don't, don't have enough to be like, don't take it. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's because people think that you're well off necessarily. I think it's because you're nice. Yeah. What's that? Compe- well, people like, take advantage of nice people. Totally. Like that's They're just like, what oh, it is. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. See you in five months. Like oh. people are treat you differently because they because they think that you're sound relaxed like all these things like it's definitely the toughest part isn't it last one there isn't a lot of work for costume designers in scotland um i guess there's too much work for me that i can't take it all on Mm -hmm. so it might so there is work be great if there was someone else to take it is, on. Like, is there is there anyone else? So there's Ryan Carey up in either Dundee or Aberdeen. I don't actually know, but they're amazing. They do like really fitted corsetry, like oh, cool. gorgeous stuff. Yeah. Um, and there was another one, Get Frocked, but I think they're in. Oh, Mountains, I recognise that name. So they did all, all or most of. I think Ryan Carey as well did a lot of stuff for Lawrence when they were on Drag Race. Right, okay. The two, the two main ones, and I really, really looked up to both of them. Yeah. When I started, like, they were a massive inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have moved now to Manchester, I think. So it's there's, there's maybe someone that I'm missing, and I'm going to kick myself later. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, it's kind of few and far between. Very, very much. And then it's a shame if then they move somewhere else, and obviously they've moved to, like, Manchester. I think they are, like, really thriving. Like, yeah. They went down to work on some really, really good okay the last part is story time so this is when the guest picks a little topic that you want to discuss and we can talk about for as long a short time as you want but what's your topic so i know you put up a little yeah, poll i wasn't sure i was like what well, i have a thing where i don't necessarily know what's like normal i guess or like what someone would don't want need to, to be normal what someone would care about or <laughs> that i care about like i have my own interest yeah of course it to be like oh would you care if i talked about this or would you rather it was this so asked them and they were definitely all like please talk about Claire and the cat oh okay married yes that's like the over overwhelming winner I I was shook when you told me you were married not because why wouldn't you be but like just because a lot of people haven't got married that I would like no yet it's kind of just starting now yeah like well I think Claire had a friend Bruce who got got married like a couple years before but of my friend group and like of her like close pals we were the first ones so when did you get married we got married in 2019 so it was just before covid hit and we're really really thankful for that um but we put on we just basically put on like a mini festival in pitlochry my parents had this house was in pitlochry oh nice i used to live near there Uh, aberfeldy lovely Mm. (laughs) 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 i mean it's a beautiful place but not to live anyway oh god um, <laughs> yeah so we my parents had a house there and mm-hmm. claire and i used to go there it's lovely there stay on weekends because it was cheap and yeah hang out not cheap it was literally free because it was mom and dad's house anyway so we would go and hang out there and we like proper like fell in love there and sorry get emotional i remember when i was talking i started talking about my sister and i was getting emotional oh. and we didn't even talk about it. <laughs> um, anyway, so we got married in the field that's looking out there we got in touch with the council and they were like yeah you can have it if you give us 50 quid so no field and it's a rec grind so there was a little park and there was a wee hut and stuff that that's amazing i don't think we ever did but i hadn't thought about the fact that it was a public park and it was 
up. Uh, it was a Friday. So I'm walking down the aisle and there's like a hundred <laughs> other people over to that other side as if I wasn't anxious enough like having to walk no. down because the aisle was like half the length of this park so we had I had to walk like past everyone it was it was amazing but just walking past all of these people that were it, just there watching was so weird um was that was, was, was that why it was 50 quid because they were like you're gonna have extra guests no, they're gonna be watching you because originally it was free and then this other guy came on and was like oh actually you need to rent it from us so that'll be oh, right okay um, but the first woman we spoke to was amazing and we had three teepees set up and oh. we had like flags and stuff like it was just gorgeous and like balloons everywhere and they had bleachers on the field so everyone was sitting on the mm-hmm. outside and the two of us got married and it was just the best it was the best day it was just so full of love and oh, like everyone kept that. coming up to us like never been at a wedding like this where it's just everyone's so happy and there's no like intense hard structure like we're just all here to have a good time and get pissed those are the dance. best best weddings yeah, so, definitely so so good um and that so that was in 2018 and we went to keep on rallying and, oh, my God, oh yeah you've you told me briefly about this so it sounded incredible good. i just loved it so and then we can we moved into our house and 2021 20, I think and we now live in Cardonald in this little four and a block and we're like the bottom left uh-huh and um yeah I love it I love living with her she's like unlike anyone I've ever met oh she's phenomenal oh that's like, so I can't sweet imagine having life without her like she's my biggest fan she's so supportive mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to do this without her like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to get out of bed most days to be honest probably if I didn't have her like she's just great what was the thing you 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 took a picture. It was you and Claire oh, yeah. outside. Was it something in London? Yeah. So that was what with, was that? That was with Gay Times. They actually just took it down today. Oh no! <laughs> um, but it was nice because it was there for our four-year anniversary. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that was so wild. So that actually started. Gay Times had put something up looking for f- photographs of queer joy, and I was like, "Great, I've got loads of them." Yeah. <laughs> got an album full of them right here. And I didn't really read much about the fact that it was supposed to be from queer photographers that but didn't register in my brain mm-hmm. and then so they, they were like we love this picture um, and then they were asking about the photographer and I was like oh that's nice like her name's Caroline um, and then they were like wait <laughs> that's what I would do as well <laughs> they were like wait are, are they queer and I was like no and then they were like well this, this whole exhibition is about queer joy being captured from queer people and I was like fuck I totally love that you're like yes <laughs> <laughs> Can I take that back? <laughs> but they're like, we just really love the image. And I think it had already been used. And so the I originally thought it was going to be like two inches, like this size, because they'd asked for thousands of pictures. And so as I thought it was going to be really tiny and it was originally for the Eurovisions. So right in the, the big bit, the festival bit, I think, in front of the Eurovision, it was supposed to just be in that. And then it did so well that they took it and they put it on this big bench down in London and King's Cross. It was really cool. We went down and we sat and had like a coffee in front of it, and everyone was coming over. Like, that's, that's you. Like, that's, so <laughs> that's so cool. And, like, that was a picture of our first kiss at, at your wedding. Yeah. At yeah. Wedding. And then someone that I'd made something for messaged me earlier, and they were like, "Why did I not?" Because when I put that up, like, who? What do you want me to talk about? Mm-hmm. They were like, "You're gay." I was like, <laughs> what? Like, what? How? What? How? What have you missed? Like, where? It says on my bio, like, queer creative, yeah. but maybe I need to make that more prominent. I don't know. Do more people know that? I don't know. I would assume. <laughs> by, but, like, just by what you do and stuff. They, um, they live in Liverpool, I think, so they're not 
they don't see me, I guess, around like the scene. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because so. do people yeah. not often, I think, I feel like I remember you telling me this, like they often think that you're called queer creative. Yeah, people message me and they'll say, hi, queer creative studio. And yeah. Like, that's obviously not what my name is. Is that just because your bio is <laughs> a queer creative so. studio? Like, people so think I that's your like name. That and then my name in brackets because right. I was like just trying to fit as much of a, as I in, Yeah, so info as possible. Take advantage of this part, like mm-hmm. the main part and say, what I am because for a while I didn't have my name in but then I thought people probably should know what yeah, you're called yeah and be yeah that's funny, that's so funny. Like, well, <laughs> and you've got a cat yeah I have two cats so they're called Belle and Blue and we <laughs> you're like right this is when we really get started <laughs> I have honestly I have never had an animal that loves you oh oh my god like that is, yeah when I, I when that's my whole life I'm like you guys have sucked oh like, really they've been great obviously they were childhood cats but these guys they Obsessed. are already seven years old and Blue is like so loud and I heard when your cats was being really loud before me. Yeah, I've just got one wee, wee fat baby boy, oh, Chase. Chase. But uh, he is so needy, so in love and needs so much attention all the time. <laughs> but like, I love it. So it's amazing. But yeah, there's I mean, nothing better. Like Belle. Belle is Claire's cat and Blue is my cat. Mm-hmm. And like, just our souls of like no. Oh my god, like he, it's too much. Like I come home and he like bounds over to oh. me, like hi, and he's like, wah, wah. Like, <laughs> but they did so chat you. So much noise. And it yeah. wasn't like that when we first got them. Um, and I feel like, damn, I've missed out on seven years of these guys' life. Oh, so you got them when they were seven? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, same. Claire, I didn't really have a choice. I was like, oh, by the way, um, we've got cats. cats come, nice. Like, they're coming home and we're going to get them on Monday. Yeah. I think she would have actually rather had a dog, but. Here we are. Well, <laughs> no, I have the same. I got Chase when he was 10 and he's now 15. Aww. I know he's so old, but... Um, uh, Our cats, like my mum's cats, all live till they're 21. Oh, no way. 21? So. I've heard like 19, 18. No, I'm pretty sure one of them was 21. I mean, he seems good. And then he just disappeared one day. Yeah, Aww. is that an indoor one? Yeah, he's indoor. They, they live a lot longer, I think. Okay, great. Because um, I'm honestly, me and Cam sometimes sit there and we're like, and we're like not allowed to talk about it. Like Chase could potentially die one day. Like that's just like not on the cards. But then sometimes, uh, like, but Cam's so unbelievably in denial, and and like, but he's never had pet before. So I've like I've had pets. So I've had to deal with like, like the the upset of it, and and obviously I don't want it to happen. Obviously, but like I feel like I'm a bit more mentally prepared for it for when it does. But Cam just like cannot even like. <laughs> It, it can't even let it come into his head, but like we we love a that's dog so as well. No, no, he's mine, oh. and then Cam's obsessed with him. That is so um, nice. And uh, yeah, we often talk about getting a dog, and but we're like we can't do it if we've got Chase, like because Chase yeah, is. Have you never seen the videos of him cuddling? Like, I, 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 I like I mean when I, I lived with my sister, um, briefly, and they have two cats mm. and Chase hated it and I know it's different oh, I know it's cats but Chase hated it because they were young and they were wanting like he's old and he just wants to chill and sleep yeah, and like please. so like a wee puppy or something I think he would just like he he has a tendency to like piss and shit if he's upset oh, like no. do, like if he's like annoyed at you he'll like shit on the bed so no. like yeah I, I think bringing a dog in would just be like a it wild situation but um but I'm like, well, you know, we'd have to wait until Chase isn't here. And Cam's like, no, don't even mention. I'm like, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're just like so emotional. <laughs> I know, like, but I they do live for a long time. What the hell was I doing before I had these? Yeah. Like, I was so unhappy. 
So you've had, you've always had cats. Yeah, at my mom's, but they have never ever given you the love. Given love, yeah. like they're. But it was also there was a lot going on in my house. Like right. Growing up at one point, there was like six of us. Right. Aaron was growing up, so it was chaotic, and I don't blame like the cats for not. <laughs> like they just wanted right. to get the fuck outside and get away from it. Okay. So um, they've never been like needy and lovey and. Just having the two of them actually care about oh, you and like getting so excited when you come home. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. So you're in the process. Yes. Oh, we have we, we went, when we first went into it, we thought it was going to be so hard, and I think we just had built up this idea of rejection from everyone. That yeah. They didn't mean to us like our life's going to be so hard because I guess they do put a lot of barriers in front of you, but they could not have been nicer and the same day they phoned us back and were like, "Okay, we put you in." This was with my doctor. Amazing. The first one. And then we had to wait, uh, I want to say, like, four or five months. Mm -hmm. And then they did a scan on my uterus, and they were like, everything's healthy. She said it was beautiful. No? Lovely. (laughs) Thanks. You realise that she must be used to telling people bad news. Right. we just are not able to get pregnant because there's no sperm involved. Sure. So it it must have been a nice day for her to see, like, a nice, healthy vagina. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so the next part is they're going to phone us on the 7th of September, mm-hmm. which is really soon. And I've been waiting for it and waiting for it. And then they tell mm. us like what the next stages are. So I think exciting. A couple of years. Right. Um, but I'm trying to be as open as possible about it because there was no one that I could go to with advice for mm-hmm. stuff like this. There was no one who... People I know who have done IVF, but no one was able to tell me anything about the process and what it takes. But yeah, we've been really, really lucky. And I think in Scotland especially, we've been lucky because we're getting it for free. And we get oh, nine, that's nine amazing. Nine. 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 So they, they, that's they're amazing. Try the IUI, which is interuterine uh-huh. insemination, which is just where they like, what's that squirty thing? Oh. The part, a turkey baster do that um, for three goes and then if that doesn't work they try that with hormones and then if that doesn't work that's when they start the IVF but okay. I've got confidence yeah I've got a well you've got a beautiful yeah. uterus yeah. so <laughs> so you're sorry I think we're going to be just fine they never know it could oh. be a horrible business but fingers crossed oh no it sounds it's yeah it yeah. sounds amazing and, and you so you decided you wanted to carry Oops. yes Claire, she's a little bit older than me also, but she is not, how did I put this? She, I think it might fuck her up a lot to carry a child, mm. to go through something that's that innately like feminine. By right, nature, okay. But she's fluid. Right. And I think that that would really mess her up. And I just feel like my body is made for making babies. Well, there you go. That's great. Massive hit. For a reason. <laughs> um, I just, and I, it's something I've wanted my whole life. Aww. I really, really wanted it. And I, I was freaking out so much, honestly, that they were going to say that there was something wrong and that I couldn't carry. Mm-hmm. But everything's so far, fingers crossed. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, that's pretty much us, I think. Yeah. Is there any final thoughts? Have you got anything coming up that you want to push? Most of the stuff I'm doing is going to be at the pageant. So the Majesty pageant is taking place in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And it's you. I'm working with a lot of the, what, what would you call them, pageant goers? No, contestants. Contestants? Yeah, contestants. Yeah, I'd say so. A lot of them. And I'm really, really, really excited about some of the stuff that we've been doing together. So yeah, I would check them out. Amazing. We will. I'll put a link in the bio. For them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I'll put um, 
a link to all your socials and yeah, okay cool I feel so much more relaxed than i thought i was gonna Yay. be although i'll probably get listen to it back and be like <laughs> no you're gonna be fine be um but i'm just gonna sign off um <laughs> thanks so much everyone uh, and we'll see you soon bye you so much for listening to this week's episode of the don't panic podcast if you enjoyed it please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so that you never miss an episode also be sure to check out the description for quick links to connect with our amazing guests show them some love give them a follow and explore their work once again thank you so much your support means the world and until next week don't panic we'll see you again